Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now for Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make the appointment to see the best dentist you've ever seen, the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's got a team absolutely dedicated. And this, this team of hygienists and assistants and front office people, absolutely wonderful, great personalities. You're going to have a great time. They're dedicated to the improvement of your dental health. Take control of your dental health. Do it today. Call 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears and the Indianapolis Colts. The Bears and the Colts, they kick off 1 o'clock on Sunday on CBS4. The Bears, they're 3-0. and But they might be the worst 3-0 and team of the last decade. The Bears, they have beaten the number 20 ranked team uh, in the NFL, the Detroit Lions. They were down 10 in the fourth quarter came storming back to win that season opening game. Then they beat the New York Giants, who are absolutely terrible, ranked 31st in the NFL, just ahead of their uh, in-stadium rivals, the New York Jets. Uh, the Giants are terrible. And then this past Sunday, they beat the Falcons, and uh, that the score of that game, 30-26. In the fourth quarter, the Falcons were up 26-10. The Bears come storming back after the benching of Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles comes in engineers that comeback win. So let's talk about Nick Foles because nothing is more important to the winning and losing of this game for both the Bears and the Colts than Nick Foles. Nick Foles is somewhere between, for Colts fans, to put him in perspective, he's somewhere between Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. He is not a very mobile guy. He's not going to get out and run with the football like Mitch Trubisky might and Mitch Trubisky did last week against the Falcons. What he is is a guy, he's not going to throw it to you very often. He's not going to throw all that many touchdowns. His passer rating is going to be okay, nestling right between Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. And his yards per attempt is more Brissett than Rivers at 7.0. Brissett's is 6.6 in his career, and Rivers is at 7.8, which is a nice number. That's a good thing. What, what the Colts have got to be able to do is they got to run the football. Run the football, run it a lot. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has got to be fed. 25 rushes for him, another eight for Jordan Wilkins, and if Naheem Hines is able to play, give him the ball eight times too. Run the ball 40 times, and you're going to be able to win this game. The Bears have had a really tough time stopping the run. They are allowing opponents. And these, like I said, not the best in the NFL. The Giants, the Lions, and the Falcons, certainly not the best at running the football, they are running at a five-point-per-rush clip. And that's the Bears' defense. The Bears' defense, if you get behind against the Bears, the Bears are going to send Khalil Mack, who's questionable for Sunday, remember, Robert Quinn and Hicks after your quarterback. Phillip Rivers is not mobile, and when he gets sped up, he tends to throw it to the other guys. Running the football, establishing a lead, you got a real chance to win that game. So here's what I predict the score to be. I think it's going to be 20 to 16. 20 means this, and this may wind up being the key to the game for the Colts, that Rodrigo Blankenship is going to make two field goals. Two touchdowns and extra points, right? That's 14. And then three and three, that's how you get to 20. If Blankenship hits all of his kicks, the Colts are going to win this Sunday. If he misses kicks, the Colts... They're not going to win this Sunday. And the, the Colts, it, it bears remembering that they have protected their backup kicker on the practice squad. 
So they're not entirely sold on Blankenship yet. He doinked one this past Sunday off the upright. That's the second one that he's missed, the second one that he's doinked. Can't do that anymore. If, if the Colts are going to win a lot of football games, they have to get great work out of their kicker because they are not good enough to beat good football teams by a lot of points, not regularly anyway. They're going to have to nickel and dime and beat teams by six, by three, by four, by ten, and that requires a field goal kicker who is going to be more accurate than not, and that needs to be Rodrigo Blankenship. We all love him. Call him El Lego, right, because he loves putting together Lego sets. That's weird. He's got the, spe- the rec specs. That's weird. He's a weird guy. Kickers are always weird, and that's just fine. As long as he puts the ball through the uprights and above the crossbar, we will uh, not worry about any of that crap. He can be as quirky as he wants to be as long as he makes kicks. Foles is the key. If you you turn Nick Foles into bad Nick Foles, which is the Nick Foles that he was when he was in St. Louis and Jacksonville and Kansas City, you got something. If you allow him to be the guy who uh, succeeded when he was in Philadelphia, you can have real trouble winning on Sunday afternoon. And and the Colts aren't in a position where they can go out and, and lose games to a team like the Bears. The Bears just aren't very good. Despite their three, their gaudy 3-0 record, not very good. All right, so 20-16. to 16. We've made the pick that's barely covering, that's barely hitting the under. I'm not confident about either. Last week, I told you, take the Colts, give the points, whatever it is, 10 and a half, 12, whatever you have to give to get the Colts against the Jets, right? And then take the under, because when the Colts get the lead, they're going to take the air out of the ball. That's going to happen this week, too. And that will happen on the other side for the Bears. They're going to try to run the football, but they remember, this is important, kind of buried the lead. Uh, Tariq Cohen, he's out. And so uh, the weaponry, you've got Corderell Patterson, you've got to respect, and and that's really about it. Allen Robinson, sure, but I doubt he has a great day against the Colts secondary. The Colts, if you, if you can get to Nick Foles, he got a real chance to win that game. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers and Victor Oladipo because Victor Oladipo, noises are being made from Victor Oladipo's camp that he wants out of Indiana. This bad move, Victor. I got to tell you the truth because you have no trade value right now. They're in the general manager in the NBA that didn't watch the Pacers get swept by the Heat and didn't watch you play with indifference and a lack of explosiveness on the defensive end. And they're in a general manager in the NBA who didn't see you on the other end of the floor, unable to get around Goran Dragic. And if Victor Oladipo can't get around 34-year-old Goran Dragic, then Victor Oladipo is not worth whatever the Pacers would require in order to send him your way. All right? So what Victor Oladipo has got to do, he has got to decide, I'm here. I'm in Indianapolis. I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to get the leg better. I'm going to show that I'm explosive. And maybe at that point, if you still want to leave, the, the Pacers can deal you toward the trade deadline. However, what I would counsel Victor Oladipo to do is that if he can get a four-year extension from the Pacers at $16 million per year, take it. 
take the guaranteed $64 million and run like a thief in the night because you, despite your incredible confidence in your own ability to rehab and to play at the highest possible level, you don't know who you are and you don't know what you got or what you're going to be this season or in future seasons. And if you can go get $64 million, go get $64 million. That takes you to a what? About $180 million in career earnings as a guy who's played basketball for a living. That's going to take care of your family, their family, the family after that, lots of families, all the genealogy of the Oladipos, forever going to have money because, number one, you're smart. Number two, I think you're a little bit frugal, despite uh, you know shopping up at uh, Fisher's Imports. We, we know that you like to do that. We see the TV commercials. Victor, stay here. People love you here. The fan base loves you here. That is not going to happen anywhere else. You came in here with goodwill established by playing for three years down in Bloomington for Tom Cream and getting to the Sweet 16, playing in the watch shot game, all of that stuff. Your legacy at Indiana University has carried a significant amount of goodwill for you in this community. Don't deny yourself the benefits of that. And don't make the mistake of thinking that you've got to be in a bigger market in order to make your dreams come true. You don't. Peyton Manning played here, well, he was on the roster here for what, 13 years, 14 years, right? Who made more money via marketing and via their brand value in uh, of all NFL players and former players in 2019? Peyton Manning did. You can do it in Indianapolis. You can make this work from a branding uh, perspective. And if you want to sing, go ahead and sing. Build a studio in your house. What do you care where you are? You what? You got to go to New York or you got to go to Miami or you got to go to L.A.? To sing in a room and record it? No. Build it here with the $64 million that the Pacers are willing to give you in an extension, and that's just a number that I created. That's not from Kevin Pritchard or anybody else. But if you can get four years, $64 million, take it and run like a thief in the night, Victor. Indianapolis wants to like you. Allow them to do that. Play your basketball here. Look, here's the deal with Victor Oladipo, too. And you know this, Vic. When you played at Orlando and Oklahoma City, you had a losing record overall. You couldn't win. You say you're all about a championship. You want to win a championship. You know what? Here in Indiana, the first two years you were on the team, you won 48 games, and you won, what, 45 this past year, despite winning at a higher level, a higher percentage because of the, uh, the shutdown, right? So an 82-game season wasn't played. You can get that done here. You can win here. You've won here at a higher level than you won anywhere else. Go ahead and do that. Don't argue with success. Embrace success. What do you want to go to New York? People keep saying that you want to go to New York. You, you want to go play for the Knicks? You're not about winning if you want to go play for the Knicks. The Knicks are not going to win. Name and, and let's talk about branding. Knicks players. Who plays for the Knicks? Which guys? Name, name a couple. I will. I, I can name Bobby Portis and Julius Randle and one of the Morrises. That's it. I don't know anybody else. And there are a lot of NBA fans who couldn't go three deep on the Knicks roster. So what kind of branding does that allow you? 
People don't know who they are, Victor. So stay in Indiana. Enjoy yourself here. Don't put Kevin Pritchard in a spot where he's got to give you up for a low ball uh, offer. Don't do it. Let's talk about the Cubs. Cubs postponed this afternoon. Why? Chance of rain in Chicago. Wasn't raining at Wrigley Field when the game was postponed. Wasn't raining. So they postpone it. You know why? This is Rob Man- Manfred. You know what Rob Manfred does? Rob Manfred pr- protects the financial interests of his owners. Those are his employees. People get it twisted. People think the commissioners of Major League Sports um, protect the game for the fans. That's not what they do. What they do is protect the financial interests of the owners. They answer to the owners, not to the fans. This is all about money, and this is about maximizing the earning potential for television partners. This is about giving ABC, ESPN, those that family of Disney networks, giving them another event tomorrow. They've got games all over the place today, right? Tomorrow, not so many. If the Cubs-Marlins game is the only game, it's going to be on at 7.08 tomorrow Eastern time. And if it's not the only game, it's going to start at 2.08. This is about maximizing revenue for the owners, and it is sickening. Yeah, it's going to be 54 degrees, probably a little bit miserable, a little bit of drizzle in the air for part of the game, but there was no reason to cancel this damn thing. And Rob Manfred knows it. It's absolutely embarrassing. And Rob Manfred is an embarrassment for Major League Baseball because if you continue to marginalize the interest of fans, you are going to continue to bleed fans at a level that ultimately is going to destroy your game. And then you're going to say, how do we do this? (laughs) Yeah, greed. That's what it was. It's always about greed with these people. You know what? These guys didn't become billionaires. The owners of Major League Baseball franchises or the NFL or the NBA or the NHL, they didn't become billionaires by uh, not being greedy. They aren't terribly altruistic. That's what I'm saying. They have greed in their blood. They operate through the uh, uh, implementation of greedy tactics. This is a greedy tactic. That's what's going on. This has been Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, October 1st, 2020. Tune in tomorrow, 8 o'clock straight up on Facebook Live for Breakfast with Kent, and then immediately following that at about 8.15 on Periscope and on Twitter, another live version of Breakfast with Kent. It's a show so nice we do it twice, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. I cannot wait to talk to you then.